0: What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast.
1: Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL.
0: With your hosts, Raja Buri and Noah
2: Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday.
1: Insane. The stat Gold tweeted out was like, what was it? Like 14 players? Mm -hmm. i can't i can't quote stats anymore because i fucked up on my plus minus thing (laughs) so now every time i quote a stat i'm like fucked is that right
3: (laughs) you know what the worst part was when i was listening to that episode of you guys i was like no he's right Like I totally thought Oh I know, I thought I was right too Yeah, I was like wait a minute And then I went back and I was like "Uh, Oh no (laughs) yeah. What's up guys, today we're with In the Dome, we're with Michael and Jordan And we're going to be giving you a Calgary Flames round one playoff preview We're playing the Dallas Stars So without further ado, let's get this started So what's your guys' kind of
0: Expectations from this series here I kind of want to hear what you guys think is going to happen
1: I can tell you it's not going to (laughs) happen We're not going to get shit can for six games and uh, we're not going to get a a three nothing lead in an elimination game and um, blow it and then have the head coach for some reason not call a timeout that's fully available to him and then put in a goalie who's played like five minutes in six months and then let in three goals. That's not going to happen.
3: So That,
0: that game still haunts me to this day. I remember watching that game and thinking like, holy shit, we got a chance to push this to seven. And, like, we're looking really good after the first. And it was just a complete and utter collapse. And I was so depressed for months after that game.
3: That was quite literally the first game I've ever watched where I wasn't actually at the, like, at the arena where I lost my voice from screaming. It was, like, ridiculous. Like, I threw my remote across my home theater. And I was, like, (laughs) interim tag. Gets removed off of this moron. I'm going to absolutely flip my shit. Nonetheless, he, he got removed. And then, you know what? I, in hindsight, I'm kind of glad it did because it turned into Daryl coming here.
2: So it's true. Yeah. Daryl was probably the emergency backup. Eh? Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: Daryl's Darryl, done a lot here. I mean, like, thank God for Daryl because I don't know
1: where this franchise would be if he never got hired.
2: What do you mean? Jeff Ward was the best guy for the job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so knowing that Daryl's the coach of this team, like, cause we were talking about this last night and like, we all have this little piece. This series is going to be a good, like psychological, uh, uh, um, uh, like psychological um, experience for flames fan and like letting traumatic shit go. Because um, if they're going to lose this series, which I don't think they will because they've been so good all year. If they're going to lose this series, it's going to be because Dallas is is they're Dallas is going to beat them fair and square. It's not going to be like some tomfoolery fuckery shit where it's like no. we blow our own foot off and we get crushed. It's it's not going to be that. So, what I'm expecting from this series is the Flames to play six or seven really good games mm-hmm. and
2: hopefully win. And that's yeah, what all and that and that old team under Ward like that was kind of their MO was kind of uh, losing games, finding ways to lose blowing it. So even, I don't know if we did this, Michael, in this game, but a lot of those games, we'd be like up three, nothing. And we'd be like, "Uh Oh, we're probably gonna lose this now. Right. It's just like, that seemed to be what they couldn't stop doing was just fucking things up. Um, Whether it's losing to the, the Ottawa senators every goddamn time or, you know, blowing leads like that. But you see in the opposite this season, where it's just even keel every single game. We're in control. So I don't think we'll see a repeat. Um, I I honestly think we'll beat the Stars. Um, We did a podcast last night talking about it, but the only way I can see the the Stars even pushing it to six or seven would be if Ottinger and or Pavelski. You got to have a combination. Ottinger needs to stand on his head, maybe steal you a game or two, and Pavelski needs to be, like, dangerous in in the dying minutes of a game. So –
0: yeah, and yeah, you were saying how we would we would blow leads. Um, that was the old Flames, right? They get a the lead and they sit back and try and defend the lead. Whereas, yeah. like, even I wrote an article this year of how the Flames this year they never let their foot off the gas. They never change how they're playing, whether they're up to down to. They always play the same way, and that's exactly what you need to playoff series, right? So, yeah.
2: Well, they you must, can't. They, yeah. must, they must. have figured
1: out how to play with more emotion. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> they hate to lose more this year.
0: Yeah. Right
1: like the thing with that is too it was like it wasn't even that was like a flaw of the team like psychologically it wasn't like oh shit, we're up like and then we like fuck. it was like that seemed to be the philosophy was score a few goals and then hold on for dear yeah. fucking life it was yeah. like you watched that dallas series and it was like in game one and two which they won that's exactly what they did they scored two goals and then we're like okay we are collapsing to the net we are just going to do everything we can to keep Dallas from just tying this game. And we're barely going to win it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, Oh, Johnny Gaudreau and uh, like all these guys suck when they get the lead and like let their foot off the gas. It was like, it seemed to me anyways, that was the, that was the, the, the mandate was, okay, get ahead.
2: Hold on. And let like, hey, Cam
1: Talbot like save us. Like it was just ridiculous.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember watching that Dow- the last Dallas series, and like you're saying, Mikey, the the D-men instead of holding the blue line, they just collapse. So it's just like when is that ever taught? And there's no reason to do it. It's not like it's an odd man rush or anything like that. But they were just not even concerned with holding the blue line. They just collapsed to the front of the net, and it did not work at all.
3: <laughs> I, and like, I, take a look at like our lineup. Like even like in the bubble, it's like it's not even comparable. Tobias to the-
1: Reader, top six baby. <laughs> yeah,
3: like it's not even comparable. It's insane how much deeper this team is. Yeah. So really- I think I think if you're looking for a,
1: a a zoomed out broad view, the Flames have played, you know, so many so consistently this year. Like I I can't remember other than the COVID uh, thing where they were all sick and shit. Like a seven. Were they bad over seven game stretch at all? Like, even if you break this, even if you break the season up into seven game, I haven't done this, but if you broke the season up into seven game segments, there's probably maybe one seven game seven game segment that they they would have come out on the bottom of that. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I
0: remember hearing sort of stat where it was, I think they were split it up into like ten game pieces, and I yeah. think the Flames lost two the entire year out of out of their ten game sets. So, I mean like as long as something doesn't go horribly wrong next week we should be able to find a way out of our our series against Dallas as
2: long as Brian Elliott's not in net, <laughs> <laughs> and on Elliott's one, not thing, net. one thing I am worried about though is the second line yeah mm-hmm. i'm worried about backlund as a two as a 2c i don't know if he can do that much heavy lifting he seems like he's lost half the time currently i mean he does make smart plays he does make good plays but he does make a lot of boneheaded plays to end up being pretty costly. So I am worried about that line. I'm worried about Backlund. And it seems like Tofoli and Manji Pawnee's production has tapered off since they've been with him. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if that's due to Backland, if he's just killed the chemistry on that line, or he just doesn't isn't able to add offensively enough for those two to get him going. But for me, that'll be a storyline to watch. I still think they have enough, you know, depth and scoring. Um if even if the second line's not pitching in, but you got to know that Johnny and the top line are going to be heavily targeted and it's oh, not yeah. like, it's not like they can get a lot of their points on the power play. So they still need to get it done five on five. Um, So that the wild card could come down to the second line. If they don't produce any goals, you know, maybe Dallas gets a, another, takes a series longer. So that's, that's wow. one worry I have.
1: And that's first thing, right. With playoff hockey, especially against a team like Dallas, who their strength is, Is defense clogging up the neutral zone, Um, like these these nights where Gaudreau and Lindholm and Kachuk have like three, four points each, even two points each. That's probably it's not going to be the case in the playoffs. You're not going to be having games where it's like, holy shit, Johnny's just you know scoring two, three goals, setting up Kachuk for a goal. The right. the the rush offense, as Daryl talks about a lot, that's probably going to dry up. You saw Dallas is you know really good at playing in the neutral zone and and clogging that up. So you're going to need the guys like Backlund to you know chip in, and that's the thing I I took away from like the Colorado series too is like okay, if you do an exercise where okay go through all five of those games, and if Johnny Gaudreau scores goes point per game in every single one of those games, do the Flames win that series? No. <laughs> No. They got they got shit canned for five games. Yeah. And nobody could score goals. So yeah. like as, as much as Gaudreau takes shit for underperformance in the playoffs, Michael Backlund really needs to pick it up. And that's the worry with Backlund too, is he's he's seemingly so inconsistent. I like he goes like are we getting the the the, the freaking Michael Backlund who was like before the bubble when he was like for some reason decided to play like a, a monster?
3: Yeah. Or are we getting the Michael Backlund
1: who played in the 2018-2019 playoffs and his line, which was supposed to shut down Nathan McKinnon, got absolutely wrecked.
0: Yeah, they got walked over. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Killed. And another thing, like with backlands, the penalties he's been taking in these oh, last five <laughs> games of this season, um, that could also find the Flames in some trouble is the penalty. Oh, totally. you got guys like Stadorov, Backland, who just seem to always find their way into the box at least once a game. Um, yeah thank god we have a good penalty kill but that that's also something to look out for for sure
1: well and adding on to the worries of like um you know the second line the power play still like isn't where i think we'd like it to be um in a seven game series like let's say ottinger steals a couple games if you get this to game seven if you're dallas like that's when i get scared because if ottinger can steal a few games if you have like you know, Pavelski being the game breaker that he is Robertson being the game breaker that he is. And the flames power play kind of sucks for seven games. Like doubt Dal- there is a route for Dallas to win this series.
2: Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I mean, think, the power I think, play yeah. what is a 10th in the league. It's I not like, pretty, a, yeah. it's not like it's, it's not horrendous, bad. but how many, you can count on one hand, how many clutch goals the power play has scored this season. It's not like, it's not like you're, in a, you know, a part of the game, like, fuck, we need a goal or shit. This will put it away if we score on this power play. Like we, the power play has not come up with clutch goals all season.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd yeah.
2: like
1: to see somebody dig up a stat. Uh, I was trying to find it of like game winning goals scored on the power play. Um, I have a feeling just based on watching the flames wouldn't be <laughs> high up in, in, that, no. in that ranking. It yeah. just you, you look at like and again, like Jordan said, it's not bad. It's fine, but when you're getting into playoff series, like let's say you get to round three and you're facing Colorado, the margin for error is super slim. And if you get a power play late in a game, that can win you a game,
2: and you fuck it up, yeah, that could be the series. I mean, everybody remembers watching the Blackhawks when they won their Stanley Cups. Like that power play was so fucking deadly. I guess it's kind of like the Oilers now, but you think on the power play, you knew that they were probably going to score a goal, right? Yeah, and it's just not the same when the, when the flames are on the power play, especially if it's at a really opportune time of the game and they just seem to dick around with it or whatever. This, I don't know, I'm that is a, a a worry too, but obviously it's not as big because we're so good five on five.
3: Yeah, yeah if of, yeah. like power play percentage, the flames and stars actually have the same, it's 18.2 for both teams. Well,
2: well yeah, yeah, I was Mikey, just gonna say, like, you were saying last night, five on five. Uh, the, the flames are top of the league and Dallas was like 27th or something like that. Yeah. Dallas has a hard time scoring goals five on five,
1: like a really hard time scoring goals, which is, which is weird. I don't know. Like Dallas is weird to me because I'm every time I look at their team, I haven't watched them very much this year, but they look stacked and then you watch them and it's like Sagan sucks and Jamie Ben sucks and Radulov's like non-existent anymore. Yeah. So they do have trouble scoring goals five on five. So, Back to the wrapping this up, back to the backland thing taking penalties. They do get some, they do get most of their offense from the power play. Got a cooler on the penalties. And Dallas, also, I think is like the least penalized team in the league, or they've taken the least penalties total this year, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're a pretty disciplined team for how they play.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to come down to the power play and, um, and that second line for sure. Exactly how you said it, because their production has not been the same since Tofoli, Manch, and Backland have been together. Um, If they can figure it out and start driving, really driving play, and being able to shut down one of their top lines, the Flames really do have a good chance.
2: Yeah, the nice thing about it seems to me that both uh, Mangiapane and Backlund, or not Backlund, Mangiapane and Toffoli have uh, Toffoli especially has a bit of a playoff pedigree, right? Yeah, has shown signs of having one. We haven't really seen him enough in playoffs. Yeah, but I think he's a big time guy as well. Um, so at least you have that maybe balancing it out, but fuck backland, your shit together. <laughs> yeah. Like that
1: line, since they've been together has been like of lines that have played a hundred minutes. They've been the worst in terms of expected goals, four percentage this season. Um, and conversely, like the one thing I, and I know that Dubay line's working with Coleman, but like, I, I am curious why Daryl has, has shied away from going back to the Mangiapani Backlund Coleman trio. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: cause they were so good. And this Yay, new second line isn't particularly good, so I, I'm curious to see if he makes that adjustment. It doesn't look like he's going to, but we'll see. I guess.
0: That's one thing I wanted to ask you guys about. Do you think uh, playoff Dubé is going to be back in full swing this year? Or oh he's, yeah! He's oh fuck yeah! Really lighten it up. In the last it was, of
2: as soon as he grew his beard out, now he's scoring goals. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: pretty obvious what he had to do.
1: Dude, Dubé is, <laughs> is a gamer. You know yeah. he's you know he's going to bring it.
0: Yeah, and, I and I'm I'm
2: actually super excited to see Luke D.J. I think he's he's at he's playing at a level of mean meanness that we've never seen. No, so he, seeing him in a playoff series, I'm kind of excited to see what he can do too. He's been having a good season. For sure. Just should demolishing have guys.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he have handed Duchenne his birth certificate on TV. Yeah. Like it <laughs> it yeah. it was ridiculous. It was real. Well, awesome.
1: yeah, like it, my biggest beef with that shit is like. I went on a rant on this on our show last night, but, like, where's the marketing for that shit? I didn't see that hit anywhere on any... Or the fights or any of that shit on any NHL marketing. It's total bullshit. I'm, I know. The game's trying to eliminate it. I mean...
0: And even Lucic, like, absolutely folded
1: Borwecki or whatever in yeah. It wasn't yeah. even close. Dude, that guy, Kate, like... Borwecki tagged him, too, right? Like, he got yeah. him with the left or right? Like, just full-on, like... I was like, holy shit. And Lucic didn't even flinch. No. no. Like... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What is, that's insane, dude! Didn't flinch once. <laughs> I don't know if he's just got so much like cartilage or scar tissue, but like, what a what a monster! Didn't you feel end. it, no. And then Markstrom. I mean,
0: do you think he's going to be ready to go for for game one, or is he going to come out? Of I got no worries about
2: Markstrom. No? Jacob Markstrom. I mean, yeah. You look at the body of work over the season, and I mean, even some of the the media was asking Daryl this you know, coming into the, or at the end of the season, going to the playoffs, you think the team is going to be ready? And he <laughs> says, like, that's a fucking stupid question. Like, look at what the season we just put on the ice. Yeah. How could you not assume we're going to be ready? Right. There's no signs of even Markstrom's game. I mean, even when he kind of dipped a bit and people were like, no, don't play him so much. It wasn't that bad. I mean, he, he's no. still giving it, you doing his job, giving you a chance to win all these games. So I got no worries about him. I'd be worried if I was Nashville, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. right? <laughs> like, imagine, do a little thought experiment. Like, um, imagine how we'd be feeling if our goalie tandem was led by David Riddick right now. Like, we'd be <laughs> scared out of our minds. So, yeah. um, Jacob Markstrom's going to be fine. You know that dude is, like, sitting at his in an apartment in like a concrete room right now just like staring at the wall in like some fucking hyperbolic chamber just like ready to go he's not even eating he's just got like a feeding tube feeding him amino acids like the dude is going to crush it like
2: he's doing a clock orange, where his eyes are just watching him make big saves like that's he's he's getting ready that's exactly that's his game preparation (laughs) Yeah, there's three. There's
1: like four guys I'm not worried about at all. Well, I throw Coleman into Foley in there too, but um, I'm not worried about Kudrow. I'm not worried about Kachuk. I'm not worried about Jacob Markstrom at all. Right. So, say
0: hypothetically,
1: we do make it past the first round.
0: Who do you think we're meeting in round two? Is it going to be LA or Edmonton? That's something I know. What do you guys think about that
2: series? I, I always pick Edmonton because I, I, at least if they win, then I was right. <laughs> i i don't even know i just pick edmonton all the time now i've always bet against the flames and i always bet on edmonton just like so i can feel happy if they
1: lose or they win
3: right so i'm Which, gonna say edmonton
1: i'm the exact opposite like fuck the oilers into eternity yeah um yeah. i can't do it the thing is though like the oilers absolutely could be a could win this be a dark horse to win the cup this year like you can totally mm-hmm. see it right like yeah. just because but, but, but we say this every year too, right? It's like oh McDavid, he can win a series on his own. It's like and then he can't, and then he can't. And it gets <laughs> yeah, you <hot>. know, <laughs> so it's like I just look at the Oilers. I, the thing is about the Kings too. I don't even think it's about the Oilers in round one. Like everyone was kind of saying before the playoffs got started, like oh well, the Oilers get the Kings such a soft matchup. It's like I think the. Kings are a great matchup for the Oilers. They play a great possession game. Like you look at how Winnipeg with like two, with two guys who are not particularly good at defense last year down the middle and uh, Shifley. And I don't know if Wheeler was playing center that year, last year, but like they shot McDavid. they swept the Oilers last year and they like the jets are one of the leakiest defensive teams in the entire league. So you're telling me a team that has Kopitar and Deneau down the middle, like they're not going to be able to, you know, at least mitigate some of what McDavid and dry will do. So I don't know. I like the Kings in this matchup. They're a good possession team. They're a good defensive team.
2: Where are the Kings on? How many penalties do they take?
1: Yeah, that's kind of worrisome. Because I don't, I, that I think fucking power play, is, yeah. it's, it, it should be illegal how good it is. Yeah, it's that, so good. It's like ridiculous. So, I, I think
0: they take the series too, but fuck would I want to see a battle of Alberta? Oh, or no.
1: I, screw that, oh. dude screw
0: that <laughs> i would love that i would be all i'd be glued to
2: i can't only it. if we won
0: yeah I, that's, that's I, I, would say.
2: if like, we lost i might have to just think about getting. like dude i can't ha- i'm
1: serious i can't handle the stress like every year this happens where i'm like hey, dude you have to chill out a bit it's just hockey like you got you have to you have to relax and like yeah i'll be a mess i'll be a total mess <laughs> Like, I can't, I cannot do it. The thing is, I live north, I live in, like, not northern Alberta, but north of the city, and, like, everybody out here is Oilers fans. And it's just, like, you don't understand. Well, you guys understand. Oilers fans are the worst, right? So, like, I I couldn't hand, even if we won, because here's the thing, they're so fucking delusional. Even (laughs) if we won, they'd be like, yeah, well, we won five. Like, even when they lose, they're still
2: better. They're still better.
1: It's absurd. It just on the LA penalty thing, they're actually pretty good at taking penalties. They're the 24th least penalized team in the league. So uh, I think they can probably they can probably manage their, their penalties against the Oilers. But you know the refs are going to be out there calling everything for Connor, so.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. And I mean, you look at matchup, even like with Dallas, like five on five goals for their bottom three in the league. Yeah. They're second last, like, they're not a threat five on five whatsoever, which is our bread and butter, which is exactly why you got to reduce the penalties.
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, I know Ottinger, like he could be up and down. Um, But the, the, the thing is that I think the flames have the advantage this year compared to like the, the 2018-2019 season, and you've heard Daryl talk about this. He's even broken this down because everybody's so obsessed with asking him. And in in the off time that he doesn't like shrug it off and say like, "Who cares? Doesn't matter." Different team, but he said like that team in 2018-2019 was a team predicated on stretching it out and scoring goals off the rush, and that's it. Like that's all they did. And yeah. I mean, you saw that play out in the playoffs. It was like the easiest. Jared Bednar even said it. They asked him like yeah. after the series they're like how did you manage to kill the best team in the west he's like we mm-hmm. knew they're a great transition team we clogged up the neutral zone. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's, that's that all was things. that and that's all the flames had but now you notice this year and it is interesting because this year the flames have actually been really good off the rush mm-hmm. because they have one of the best rush players in the world in johnny joe yeah but that's not the sole uh defining feature of their game like some of the games i've been the most impressed with this year have been those low event uh defensive battles like some of the games against seattle some of the games like the games against dallas um some of the lower scoring games against the oilers where it's like hey, the the offense isn't there tonight things are tight there's not a lot of space and the flames are grinding it out they're playing solid hockey they're getting in on the forecheck they're creating chances off the cycle in the forecheck and they win those games those are the games that i've been impressed with because that's how they're going to win in the playoffs
0: I think back to that first uh, first road game in Nashville, where they they clawed their way back in the third period after coming off a back to back in Chicago, and yeah. they clawed their way back. They ended up losing in a in a shootout, but it was a gutsy comeback in in a loud building, and that's exactly what the playoff atmosphere is going to be like.
2: And those are the type of games that you need to need to steal. So, yeah, the nice things about the Flames again, you can count on one one hand how many games got away from them. Even if uh, I mean they're the the top of the league in terms of playing with the lead, I think scoring first also. Mm-hmm. But so they they're in control of the game the majority of the time, and we've you know even when they when they're down a goal or even two, it's not for long, right? They usually will tie it right. up or get put it within scoring distance, striking distance. Uh, we've seen that all season long too. So yeah, coming back to you know what you're saying about. The play, uh, the overtime stuff, you know, there's if we're not, I mean, Daryl's even said, right? Is that Nashville game where he's like, well, whatever, we played great five on five, came back, and then we lost in the three on three or the shootout. This team sucked three on three and shootout throughout the season, but guess what? We don't have to play a three on three shootout. We have five on five all, exactly. night, all night long until yeah. it takes, right? So, yeah. Um, because of that, like, even like the, they're, they're, their record might even be, should even be better than it is, right? If you look at how many losses they had in overtime and shootout, it probably would be wins if they played, continue playing five on five, probably half of them, right? So yep. yeah. um, but yeah, this team knows how to to you know play the game within the game in terms of managing control. And maybe that has to do with momentum too. I'm not sure if Daryl's taught that to these guys or how it's really shifted this year, but something we definitely noticed.
1: Well, I think that's what's another thing that's impressed me more about Daryl as a coach too, is like, is the X's and O's stuff like he, ha- but, but I don't think he's doing anything like, like uh, out of the box or like freaking rocket science shit on the ice. The flames play a pretty standard game on the yeah. ice. The The stuff like with motivating players and getting the best out of guys, that's, what's like been incredible to me this year. It's like, you look at how many guys have had career years and not even just like career years, like, unbelievable seasons you look at guys who like yes. Rasmus anderson who literally sucked ass last year he's having a great yeah. year and you look at a guy like noah hannifin who i don't know for me i never thought he was going to turn into a, a reliable top pairing guy and he still has he still makes some mistakes but he's turned him into a legit top top four guy Yeah, like has Erica Branson ever had a season where he's like above replacement? Like maybe one or two. He's been terrible for the last five or six years. Absolutely, like so bad. He's been great for what we expected. Yeah, everybody is playing up to their potential. Everybody's playing within their roles, and I mean, that's what I've enjoyed the most about what Daryl's been doing this year. Like the the play stuff, like has been. A breath of fresh air because we don't have to watch them fucking stretch it out and chip the puck in every single (laughs) shift and take four hours behind the net when they try to break out yeah so i mean that's been great but the fact that you know he's got these guys mentally prepared like it's it's crazy
0: i still still what he's done with that third pairing um is is unbelievable to me when when those two guys were brought in this year i personally was like what the fuck is going on like this this is our Strategy here, like there's no way this is gonna work. And those two have been great back there. They're a force. Nothing really gets past them. They're both big bodies. They clog up the blue line. I mean, like, like on.
2: Well, we haven't even seen them play playoff hockey yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, the Dorov like um, the stat that he in 2019. I think he played 12 games and he had the second most hits in the playoffs. And the only other guy that had more was Brendan Dillon, and he played 20 games or something. Played like eight
3: more and had like five more. Yeah. Heads.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. dude, remember, I remember Zadorov in that series against us, and I was like, fuck, is he a beast? And yeah, nobody wanted to go in
0: the
2: corners with him at all. Yeah, he was, yeah, he's fucking big. Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've really grown to love probably both, both of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Like, it, like it's been kind of yo yo back and forth between the two of them all season long, but.
1: Well, and that's I the thing. Not, too. I was yeah. not
2: expecting to fall in love with those two, but.
1: <laughs> me either me either that's the thing right about like playing guys like that in the playoffs like say what you want about the size shit playing against big guys in the okay. corners which is a lot of like that's fucking hard no matter yeah. how big you are but especially if you're a small guy like playing with guys who are big and can take you out physically and can use their sticks like that like that's hard I, it, it yeah. it's always
2: incredibly hard and they it get is. the extra reach like it's gonna be i'm very interested to watch that third pairing see we'll see what kind of impact they have on a, on a seven game series
3: what kind of abuse they dish out
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like Gabranson is scares me man when i when he fights people i'm oh, scared yeah. for the other person like is he gonna kill this guy on this next hit on this next swing <laughs> and he, he can go- yeah if he connects with one of those rights yeah so, dude you'd be dead like it's scary yeah <laughs> he, he could legit kill someone in a fight
3: <laughs> He's literally, hey Sea of Red, Raja here with a special announcement. I'm a brand ambassador for SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a mobile app that literally lets you buy tickets in the easiest way possible. I think their tagline is that they take the confusion out of buying tickets, something like that. Use the promo code C of T to get $20 off of your first SeatGeek order. I'm talking sporting events, concerts. Remember the promo code is C of T. Share it around, tell your friends. And go, Flames, go. But yeah, no, like, you look at the Dallas Stars, like, you look at their, like, scoring effect trends, like, if you want to look at a team that doesn't obey scoring effects, it's the Calgary Flames, because they literally are so persistent, it's insane. And you look at the Dallas Stars, when they're up three or more, like, they give up way too much. Oh, way yeah. too much. They let up, like, like, like they just fall asleep. Even like
0: Dallas on their own, they play like a pretty boring style of hockey. Like they're, they're very possession and they'll, they'll get up and they'll try and hold that lead. You know, they'll play a possession game on
1: you. Um, I think they've won the most one goal games of any team this year and the flames have won like the second least. So, I mean, Dallas, either they're good in close games or they, you know, let teams get back into games. The Flames don't let teams get back into games ever. Or
2: rarely. Rarely, yeah. Well, I mean, the last game we played them was a week and a half ago. We played terrible, I thought. Yeah. And, and Andre was good. Andre looked really good, kind of scary good. Mm-hmm. But you still beat him with like a B game, B minus game. Yeah, like that was that was that was the worst game of those
1: three, I thought. And like, did did Jamie Ben even play that game? (laughs) Uh, I don't know, honestly. He did, but he's been non-existent.
0: That guy is, yeah, he's becoming like a like he's invisible on the ice. Usually, that guy like he might be different in the playoffs. I mean, he's always been one of those guys that really gears it up towards the playoffs. But if he's like out of not like not playing his game, I mean that second line is going to struggle heavily for Dallas.
2: I think if you're Matthew Kachuk, don't, don't poke the bear. And I don't know if, if that'll be a message for him from Sutter. It seems like already Sutter is giving his opponent um, lots of respect and, you know, positive in the media, right? Like he knows this game. You don't give them any extra motivation, but if you're Matthew Kachuk, I don't know if you want to fuck with Jimmy, Jimmy Ben um, and wake him up you don't want to piss yeah. him off. Like you want, if anything, you want to just let him sleep himself out of the series. And yeah. even even say kind of like that too. So it'll be interesting. And I know it's going to be hard for Chucky, <laughs> but maybe he targets different people. I'm not sure. Maybe he goes after Pavelski, but that'll be interesting to me. That'll be a storyline. What is, who does Chucky target and how far does he take it and how much does he provoke and yeah. does it lead to um, a negative result in terms of waking these guys up? Who, like you said, they could very well just go to sleep for most of the series. So, no, yeah, that that's interesting for sure because that is
0: Kachuk's game, and that's what he does best is get under players' skin. Um, but is does he bring it to a point where he starts to really light a fire under the other team? Right, and that could come back to bite this team in the ass. I mean. It, it, like there's so many, I hate the playoffs because there's so many factors and different little things that could just steal a game. Right. And
1: yeah. that's why yeah. you just always come back to Daryl. Like yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. He's, he's the, con, he's, like, the, he's yeah. the soothing bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. Like Jordan was just saying, he's, he's taking this mentality. Like he was talking the other day, how they are the underdog going to this series. Cause they haven't won shit in like 30 years. And Dallas does have a lot of playoff experience and some playoff success. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, even that mindset alone that he's got them shifted to that is like, that's straight out of Daryl Sutter's playbook. And I mean, what if that's, those are the teams he's taken to the Stanley cup finals, the, the 2004 flames mega underdog. The Kings are what the only eighth seed to ever win the Stanley yeah. cup. So like, he knows how to push the underdog button. And I mean, compare that to what like freaking o- the Oilers are saying. Like, you've got dry saddle coming out going, Oh, yeah, I wouldn't want anybody to, I wouldn't, if I were another team, I wouldn't play us. Like, yeah. Compare and contrast, and we'll, we'll see who's more successful this playoffs. But it, like, anytime you're worried about variables, because I mean, the, it is the playoffs, right? Like, who knows? Like, that's what's so weird about predictions. Like, you make these predictions and then, like, most of them are wrong. And then the next year, like most of them are right. It's just so hockey, so random, but, but Daryl is the master at controlling the variables and the master at
2: controlling the random. So like, yes,
1: that's the only thing keeping yeah. me totally keeping us
2: totally sane. Well, it's true. Cause even one of these variables is like this, this Dallas Stars team made it to the playoffs. Like how, what kind of season did Ben and, and Sagan have as a whole? You guys know? Point yeah, I think,
1: I think Ben sucked, and I don't think Sagan was much better.
2: The fact, and Radulov is, is demoted down to the fourth line. So, I mean, the the fact, like, those three who have been problems for this team in the past and problems for a lot of teams in the past, um, even speaking to, you know, their, their previous playoff success, the fact that they've made it the playoffs without, very much from those three, that could be a variable. Maybe these guys get jacked for playoff hockey, and they, they win them a game or two, it might be something that Daryl needs to manage is I maybe mean, he probably already is. He's coming in with full wide, why is that eyes wide open um, preparing for even these guys to have an effect. Right. Ben, yeah. I can't, you can't count out Ben and Sagan no, and Radulov. No. I mean, we've seen these guys do it time and time again. So, I mean, sure. They haven't had a great season and they probably won't, you know, at the end of the day, have an effect on an entire seven game series, but they might, be able to have an effect on one or two games, which could push the series even further. So, I don't know, something that, that Daryl is probably already ready for, but he's got to have this team ready for it too. Can't take those guys lightly here. No.
3: And, I mean, like, Jamie Ben had 18 goals, 28 assists for 46 points, and he was a minus Ooh. 13
2: this season. Yikes. Well, and, Dallas was the only playoff team that has a negative goal differential, yeah. right? Like, yeah. But then again, you look at
1: Jamie Ben like two playoffs ago, like they went to the Stanley Cup in the bubble Stanley Cup finals still. And I mean, I think Pavelski and other guy or uh, some other guys were more instrumental in that, but I mean, he still had, I think he had almost 10 goals. So like he's been there. He knows what it takes to get to a Stanley Cup final and you can't discount that right now. No,
3: for sure. And Just like, don't,
2: don't poke the bear. That's that's all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and like Tyler Sagan, like, 24 goals, 25 assists for 49 points and was a minus 21. Like they, like, if you want to take a look in a vacuum, you can't underestimate those guys, but you want to hone in on X factors. It's Robertson, Henson, yeah. um,
1: yeah. Yeah. And Pavel C he scares the shit out of me still.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like he's, he's like, even going back to like, was he on the San Jose team? Do you remember Jordan? Like he must have been back when we played them in the first round, the Sarge hit series. I think he probably was, and like even then, I think he he totally was. He was awesome and great. Yeah, like no. way back in the day.
0: So like this guy, he, I don't think he was that
2: old, was he? He, I think he would have been there by the because he was there on the radar, right now. Radio when Jumbo Joe, I think, It was like the two Joes. All I remember
1: from that shark series is Jeremy Ronick scoring in game seven and really pissed me off. Yeah. So he was on that team, 2007, 2008. Was that the year we played the sharks in the first round? I think it was. Um, I can't and remember. Pavelski has five goals, nine points in 13 playoff games. So
2: yeah, jeez, he's Those, been,
1: yeah. yeah, he's been screwing the Flames since time immemorial. And you look at, you look at that guy's hockey DB page and it's just playoffs every single year, goals, yep. every single year in the playoffs, that guy, is the I would have loved to have him on the flames. Like he is the ultimate gamer. Like the fact yeah. that he doesn't have a Stanley Cup is a huge bummer. But just we don't want him to get it this year. Like fuck not it this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you look at their lineup and sure it's not that it's not that deep, but they play that fucking bay hockey, right? That we've seen this team struggle with in the playoffs before. I yeah. don't think they'll struggle with it this year, but we're, we're ready. It. Yeah,
2: or
0: yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and like has Ottinger even played a playoff game yet, or will this be his first playoff
3: game? I um I think this is his first full series. I think he came into relief twice. Okay. Like the bubble? Did, if did I, they
1: make the playoffs last year?
0: No, they missed last year. Yeah. Yeah, they missed last year.
1: And I mean their D isn't Like, I mean, it's not really what – Klingberg has kind of dropped off. Like, I mean, I remember Klingberg was great against us in that playoff series. Yeah. Yeah. And and Lindell, both of them. Yeah, like, and Heiskanen too. So that defense isn't what it used to be either. Like, I don't know. Like, you could see the Flames if that second line gets going, going to town on that defense. For sure. Like, I don't even know. Like, I'm looking at their their depth chart right now. I don't even know who half these guys are. (laughs) (laughs) I mean – like Jacobson, and I have no clue Who? That who? Is. Yeah. Joel Hanley. Who the fuck is that?
0: <laughs> I mean, their bottom,
1: their bottom pairing is Yanni Hawkenpot
0: and Thomas Harley.
1: Like if, if you can't take advantage of
0: those yeah, guys, but exactly. on the like something's going to go seriously wrong.
1: Well, and I guess another X factor is dude, like, remember how good Gary Onov was against us in that first round? He yep. had like 58 yeah. goals. Yeah. So they I don't know why they're having such a hard time scoring this year. They can't see we put the puck in the net five on five. So let's f- hope the flames can keep it that way.
0: Pray to God they don't
1: wake up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, l- lull them to sleep. This is like uh it wasn't uh Muhammad Ali, right? I mean right? <laughs> Which you yeah. know, like
1: I kind of think that plays into the Flames. I don't know, maybe I'm totally full of shit, but I feel like a see like you a series against Nashville where it's like you could see Chuck getting ready to like Fuck shit up right off the bat already. Yeah. Maybe this is better. Kind of ease us in like fuck the thing is that I said all the shit in the first round last in 2019 <laughs> too. I was like, oh, a perfect matchup, blah, blah, blah. We'll be ready to go by the second, and then we get cream. So I'm saying this all with a grain of salt and hoping Daryl Sutter um is the X factor here. But like, I mean, I I you can't put it any other way, even though we're worried about it. You can't have a more favorable matchup if you're the Flames, and you absolutely should beat this team.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I mean Jake Ottinger. In terms of playoff experience, he saw a total of eight shots in the bubble. Eight. Yeah, <laughs> that was that's it. That's his that's his playoff catalog.
2: Hopefully, he's not a JS Chagair. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's no, the and, thing with yeah. goaltending—you just never fucking know.
1: And that's yeah. the thing too, right? Like in two thousand six, the last time Daryl Sutter coached the Flames, and he's learned, like, it's been a long time since then, but. Um, this, the, the team just they couldn't score and this, they're scoring a shit ton of goals this year. So it's not an issue, but that's what I remember that game. The, the ducks managed to get it to a game seven and then they just, they ground, like they just freaking grounded and pounded out a win in game seven. And that was it. So just, you know, avoid getting this to game seven and you're going to be fine.
3: Radulov had four goals this year.
1: Yeah, negative. <laughs> what the fuck? How yeah, many games have played?
3: Anyway. Four. 71 goals. Games. Yeah, 22 oh, points. What? Shit, man. No, that's yeah. brutal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: 71 games, 22 points, negative 20. That's insane. Like, oh. That's what's weird. It's like for being such a like defensive minded team, they kind of like they let in a lot of goals, it seems, don't they?
0: they yeah, almost all their stars except for. Pavelski, Robertson, and Hintz are all negative. That's
1: so, the top line they have. They get carried by the top line and score on the power play, and that's kind of it.
2: Yep. So what do you what do you think the matchup that Daryl likes is? it going to go back on the line against the top line.
3: Probably,
0: yeah. I like if we're being realistic, the second line is probably going to against.
3: Yeah. That. Like um, objectively, I'd like Coleman up there though. I'd like to have. Manjapani, Backlund, and Coleman reunited as like a pure shutdown. Because we give me Yarnkroc, like, Coleman,
1: and Munch. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like honestly, I know Yarnkroc has been up and down, but like I think he's totally making a case that he can do Backlund's job.
0: Oh, hundred percent. and it just it
1: sounds like we're shitting on Backlund, which you know, like we are. <laughs> we are a little bit for sure, <laughs> a lot. Um, but um, I think Yarnkroc could totally take his position.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah, Yarncroc hasn't found the back of the net yet. But then again, when was the last time Backlund found the back of the net? Right. <laughs> I mean, and arguably Yarncroc's better defensively than Backlin is right now.
1: So
2: yeah, it, too. yeah I, I think
1: yeah. it's just Backlund's one where it's like I think if you're if you're a Flames fan, and again, like his metrics are good, but if you're a Flames fan and you watch the team all the time, it's just like he like you're saying he makes those fucking dumb plays all the time that just like yeah. If you're not watching every night, you may not pick up on. Like, there's a play the other night against Nashville where they score that goal right in the slot. Like, the D man gives, puts the puck in his area and he's supposed to be there, but he's like floating and he doesn't look back and he doesn't accept the pass and he just hopes it's on his stick and they intercept it and score. It's like shit like that just drives me bonkers.
0: Yeah. Or even in that, I think the same Nashville game when Nashville won it in our defensive zone and Yossi gets it at the point and Backlin, instead of Getting out to block the shot or at least make an attempt to uh, play on Yossi, he's tailing his man into the corner uh, or you know, not even his man, but let's like a Norris Trophy candidate just walk in and take an absolute bomb.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> like, was brutal.
0: It, that I, you know, it, it freaks you
2: out. It worries you for sure. Well, he's highly, highly touted as this defense specialist, but if you're looking at his D zone coverage, man to man, he makes a lot of fucking errors. A lot. He does. Yeah. He needs a one-on-one matchup for him to be actually like
3: engaged, like fully in there. Like even if he's thirty percent better than what he was like this season, he would
2: be considered an X factor. Yeah, you yeah, should go with him. Who should he pick? Hints, Pavelski or Robertson? Probably Pavelski. Pavelski. Eh?
1: He handled the McKinnon matchup so well. That was
2: <laughs> that was great. Well, nobody can handle McKinnon. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, he's done. He's done well against McDavid in the, yeah, in the Battle of Alberta in- series. He was, he did well against Marshawn. That was fucking epic. Yeah. Which is annoying, which is like cool and annoying. It's like, hey,
1: like he gets up for those big games, right? Like those highly contested games, yeah. which I love. But the fact that he dips on like elsewhere is what's frustrating, right? Is like yeah. got to be able to find a middle ground where it's like, hey, you can't suck when you don't feel like playing or your <laughs> the game's not intense and be like amazing when the games are intense. You have yeah. to be, you have to have you know that that b game notion you have to have an abc game it's like Backlund seems to have an a game or a d game all the time and i know it seems like we're picking on him but it is a very important position he occupies on this team and we've said it before is like he he his position and him as a player is kind of like the linchpin in this calgary flames team and what they're trying to do a team that rolls four lines and dominates five on five you just can't have your the guy who's your shutdown centerman and i know they don't really roll him out purely in a shutdown role like that traditionally but you can't have him being so inconsistent like when he's good the flames are unstoppable but when he's not good there's a
2: there's a hole in the armor there if he misses one more fucking open net in the playoffs (laughs) i'm going to lose my fucking mind i already have but i was
1: watching that colorado game uh game four or yeah game four in colorado Okay, one where yeah. the one where Neil fucks up and and scores in overtime. In overtime, so, yeah, yeah. And Backlund has that chance, right? Yeah. Like he has two whacks at it, like literally a wide open net against Grubauer, who, like, apparently he sucks now. Like he has two chances at a wide open net. Series series can be tied, and we're going back to Calgary, and we can maybe get yep. this shit together. And he can't bury it. Like he puts it right into his pad twice. It's just like, <laughs> <sighs> fuck.
0: I know it's there's a, yeah, a a lingering demon around this team that uh, it's so hard to, to overcome that and think positively, but.
1: Well, and that's one thing I've liked about Daryl's uh, analysis this year and kind of challenges like, because again, what have you heard for years about this team? Like, like especially in the Gulletson era, right. It was like, they'd play well every night they play well and they, you know, Oh, they outshot shot them out, chance them hot goal. He can't score, can't finish. And like that was used by the coach. And by people as like an excuse is like, Oh, they just didn't get the bounces. And like, they're all like in games where they can't score, even though they owe chance. He's like, fuck that. Like, no, you have to score in the playoffs. If you're backland, that's the only chance you're getting. That's it. That's gotta yeah. be in the back of the net. Finishing is just as important as creating the chance. And for boy, sure, that's, that's been a f- breath of fresh air. Cause like how many times have we heard that shit where it's like, Oh, the flames outplayed them. And like, even in the Anaheim series where they got swept is like, I know Elliot was the worst. It was so bad, but like they didn't capitalize on all their chances. So like no. scoring, finishing goals, scoring goals. Like, I don't know where we, did we got lost. We got too far down this rabbit hole of creating scoring chances is the be all end all. Scoring goals is what wins games. And like, does Michael Backlund need to score some goals this playoff? Okay. No kidding. It was Coleman. Yeah, so does Coleman.
2: I, Dude, I, hear like, I remember the other day, I'm like, okay, hey, who makes more money? Glass home or Blake Coleman? Yeah, like, come yeah. on, bro. Like, fucking chip in here and there, like, get that wide open net against uh, what was it? Winnipeg, yeah. Like, yeah. dude, if you have a wide open net in the NHL and you can't put in the wide open net, like, come on, fucking break. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, Coleman better guy,
1: earn it. Coleman better show the shit up. He better earn at least half of his contract. You bet. Well,
0: like. And that, that, that was his tag when he came here, right, is he's a playoff performer. He's a playoff guy. Um, yeah. So hopefully he does take it up that well, next. And you
2: have seen flashes of it. Yeah. Right? You, you like have. He When he gets mean and he gets pissed off, like he starts to, you know, do some good stuff out there. So um, that'll be an interesting storyline to watch. Because, yeah. I mean, when it comes to playoffs, especially if you're going to go on a deep run, it's all about storylines, right? You have mm-hmm. these these guys going wild little runs on their own and, you know, help contribute to the overall team success. So we'll see what Monge does. We'll see what Dubay does. to Foley, Coleman, not got on My setting my sights high for backline, but we'll see what happens. Maybe right. No,
1: but Coleman will be, be fine. I I'm saying that. Hope that, like.
2: Yaron could just score one. Yeah, right. right. Like, like, they need, they need yeah. to
1: chip in because, like I said earlier, is like those, and maybe Johnny and Kachuk and Lindholm will just be so good that this is not true. But my guess will be that you're not going to be scoring. Four points a night for each of those guys. This is the this is when secondary scoring really is important, and you need guys like Coleman. Like even though he's played well, he's played okay. He needs to start scoring goals and big goals.
0: Yeah,
1: and Yarn Croak. Maybe Yarn Croak. Could you just score one? Just one. Just just one would be nice. Could you get one? Could you get as many as Lucic? (laughs) (laughs) Could you get? Could you score like Brett Ritchie has? Was he up to two now or three? I think he's three now, is he?
2: He's got a few off his butt lately. He's got a
1: few. He? Uh, he's got a few more goals than Yarncrock in the last yeah. few weeks. So oh, definitely, he's a big boy. He'll be helpful in the playoffs. He's been pretty good lately. He's, he's been, been fine.
0: They're like, a setter system, right?
1: Like he yeah. he does
0: what you need him to do. In well, we system.
1: were we were looking at the Dallas fourth line last night. Like, what is it? Nemestikov, Radulov, and Raffle. and then like, okay, well, maybe Radulov can chip in with some goals. But like, give me a break. The, compare that to what the Flames, especially you watched them in that Nashville game. Like, yeah, Flame Lucic and uh, <laughs> Trevor Lewis, and like that's going to be a handful for any team to deal with when Lucic yeah. is playing like that. Like, holy shit, it will
0: do. Yeah, and Lucic is going to be out for blood, right? You know he is. He's his, his the clock's running out here, and he wants to give it one last go, and he's got a chance here. And we saw that in that Nashville game. Like, it was a big game, it was playoff atmosphere, and he. Showed up and he played his absolute heart out that game. Can
2: you imagine that that hit in a playoff series like oh at shit. home on home ice? <laughs> oh my god, oh
0: my god,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fuck. dude, that was like Sarge level. That shit. was man, that like was.
1: I, I know you guys are probably a little too. I don't know if you're probably you, you probably know of the Sarge hit, but like yeah. that was in that's like yeah. the biggest, like even I remember watching that on TV, I wasn't there, but like it was the. It was unbelievable that hit. Like oh, it was, man. it changed. The flames, of course, blew the series, but they came back in that game. But like big hits and shit have st- every
2: every camera was like this when you're watching on TV. Yeah, <laughs> just the fucking the roof was coming off that fucking place. Like man. you could like feel it coming through the. I've never. Like, yeah, <laughs> the thing is
1: too. Like back then the the dome, the dome's kind of a library these days um it was it was everybody's in a flames jersey and it was rowdy as shit back then so it's yeah. like oh man <laughs> if lucic throws even even a like anything remotely or zadorov or anybody or luke or richie or lewis or any of these big boys the place is gonna blow can you oh, guys yeah. believe that fucking game ones in two days
0: i know i i i mean i wish we were playing on monday i I want to see a game so bad. Hey, Daryl
2: uh, wanted the extra day off, so I guess so. Yeah, I will concede my desire for playing on Monday <laughs> for what Daryl wants.
0: I'll, I'll settle for watching the Oilers lose Game One on Monday. <laughs>
2: so I hope we, they, oh, I man. hope they get up and then
1: blow this year. I hope they get up like two zero because that's how they're going to, you know that's how they're going to lose right. They're going to get up 2-0 and yeah. then they're going to you know be con- Leon Mike Smith. Be eh? Yeah, they're going to be Getting so cocky. They're going to be so <laughs> cocky,
0: and then to play gonna, pucks
2: on the blue line.
1: Eh? I
0: I fucking hate Mike Smith so much. That guy, every time he wins a game, it's like they've just freaking made it to the next round of the playoffs. I he's such a, just a loser,
2: man. He I he's a fucking loser. The eh? thing
1: is, like, he's actually I know somebody who like kind of knows him, and he apparently he's like actually kind of a nice guy. But um, the thing is, he's just such a dick. Like, and like I <laughs> yeah. even liked the guy when he was here. I was I I was fine. He had that great season. And before yeah. he got hurt, he was f- tremendous. I, I like the guy, but like, he's just such a dickhead. How can you? Yeah. Cut your, like, holy shit. Shave, he looks <laughs> like cut your hair, shave your freaking pew beard, and get out of my face.
3: I am gonna say, like, if you don't know who he is and you see him like in public, like, he looks homeless. Like, I'd yeah. actually be scared. Like, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna walk to the other side. What the hell?
1: <laughs> Such a dipstick. If we do play the Oilers, like, hey, here's the flip side of playing the Oilers in round two is that you get an easy goaltending matchup. Because that's the thing with Mike Smith, right? Like, he's walking the tightrope of being great and being terrible all the time. Like, he can be great, even, like, shift to shift. And then he can let in a terrible goal. So, fuck. Smith scares me though. Like in the month of April, he had a nine, five, one
0: save percentage. And I think
1: see, I, I, maybe that scares me, but like, has he ever gone on a run? That's been more than like two weeks in the last three years. (laughs) No. And he's 40 years old now. Like Like I just can't, I can't see it happening. I can't Nothing. see I can't see yeah. him taking the team to I don't know. Especially
0: into round two after yeah. he's already been through a playoff series, if they make it through.
1: Yeah, and like even though I know they've been better defensively since that weird peanut character motherfucker took over in his sweatpants, <laughs> but um <laughs> their their defense is still what it is, right? Like oh, Darnell right? Nurse is not good at defense and he's playing a ton of minutes. Connor and Leon, like I know Connor's better, has cleaned up his defensive game, but they still They're still, could be, you know, you know, in for some trouble defensively.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah. Like, even if you look at their expected goals against, like, they're still, they're still bottom third of the league. They still, they still, they're still an offense only type team.
0: Yep. No, they are. And like, even their D pairings, I mean, like you got guys like Philip Broberg out there who really hasn't touched the NHL yet.
1: Oh, wait, he's the next Chris Pronger. What do you mean?
2: (laughs) Wasn't that Boucher? Oh, that's Bouchard. Sorry. Probably Probably both. Yeah. So, why have they been so good in the last month and a half? Because they've only lost like two games. Yeah, they've been really good. They've
0: been really good. Um, I haven't
2: watched. I
1: can't. It's McDavid's been like, McDavid's turned it up for sure. Yeah. They've been
0: been better
2: defensively. They're getting better goaltending. Yeah. And they're scoring more goals.
0: Big of it. And now they're scoring more goals. And I mean, I don't know this Woodcroft has them. Because I know that after the Flames thumped them 9-5 in the dome, that they were back at practice the next two do- days. what was the score? 9-5. <laughs> we got how many? We scored nine <laughs> goals? <laughs> <laughs> and the Oilers were at practice the next day doing basic, like, Bantam hockey defensive drills after that game.
2: Yeah, I saw that. That was funny. So,
0: like, I mean, how long is it really going to last is, is the question.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, Sutter has laid the foundation starting was last starting last year, really dug it deep at the start of this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Come playoff hockey, that might just be enough intensity and anxiety to just, you know, fold some of the tents. We'll see what happens.
0: It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think so.
1: Yeah. Is I, it or is it just going to be paint torture? Like, <laughs> I'm trying think to think it's gonna be torture. <laughs>
0: I'm tired of the pain.
1: It's got to stop at some point, so. Does it? (laughs) Listen, like, here's the thing that, like, because, like, Jordan and I, we get a lot of shit. Like, I don't know. Not a lot of shit, but because most people are kind of, like, on the same wavelength, but there's the occasional person who are, like, just randomly, like, DM you on social media and be like, why are you guys so negative all the time? Well, uh, what's the problem here? It's like, okay, we have... There's a, there's an era of flames fans, which we are included in, which has like, as Daryl's notes has won Jack shit, like ever, yeah. like we've been, we've seen this team in our lifetime, go past the first round twice. And so, have, so of you guys, I don't know, you probably weren't around in 2004, but like two times twice.
0: Yeah.
1: Like how, like how many playoff wins does this team have in the past seven years? Like eight, 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 like eight wins or is it less than yeah. that? Like four against Vancouver, one against Anaheim, zero against Anaheim, one yeah eight, eight. like yeah. game wins. They won eight <laughs> games in the playoffs in like eight years. Like that's insane. So there is like this. You say, oh, the pain it'll you know, has to end sometime. It's like okay, buckle in, bud, because like it could be like <laughs> could be like thirty more years of this shit, right? Like <laughs> like that. Like you you just you know like it's been a long time and it could. I hope it's not much longer, but it's just, they didn't make the playoffs for so long. Then they went on that run in 2004 and then they couldn't get out of the first round. And then they were back to not making the playoffs. And now they're back to not yet being able to get out of the first round. It's just, it's just really weird. Yeah. So uh, I'll just say from experience point of view, the pain can continue. <laughs> so <laughs> brace yourself. Cause yo, like I remember 2004, I was like, Oh shit, this is what it's going to be like every year now. Right. Like we're gonna be we're gonna be in the cup final every year. We're gonna be good every year, and it's like they haven't even come close in like no. twenty years since.
3: Yeah. Final series prediction. I'm gonna say like, I wanna, oh, fuck. I wanna go
1: Flames in four, but like I can't. Yeah, so... like
3: I'm I'm in the Flames in five camp, but I don't gentlemen. know. Also, you know what? I'm gonna say Flames in five. I think gentlemen sweep. I'll go
2: Flames in six.
1: I'll go Flames in five. Is well. Yeah, I'll go Flames in. I'll go Flames in four. Screw that, boy. Yeah. There you Atta go. Boy. Flames in
2: four. Sweet.
0: I, I, I'm in the Flames in five. I think they're going to take it on home ice. I, yeah, that,
2: that's what I'm going with. I don't mind. I, I always bet against the Flames and I always bet on the others. You guys know
1: that. So. And I'm the opposite, yeah. so you, you can tell. Same. You can tell why I'm more tortured and more anxious. And <laughs> out all the time, right? It's like, "Fuck." Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no like filling out the bracket i physically couldn't like i hovered my like my mouse like over the oilers logo and i was like no i physically no. like it Physic no. i physically couldn't do it yeah no yeah
0: can't. no that. i'm we really appreciate having you guys come on and chat with us um but i've been listening to your guys' podcast for the last
1: pretty much two years now so it was pretty cool it was really yeah. pretty cool we used to be normal so <laughs> we started the podcast. Well, I know I used to be normal
2: anyways. I, the number one reason why we do that thing is for our own. It's true. Emotional. Yeah. It's cathartic. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like going to talk to a shrink, right? For sure. Uh, you know, it keeps us, it keeps our sanity in check, at least a little bit. And we have some good laughs too. So
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I always find myself laughing. So yeah, it's awesome.
1: Good.
2: Yeah. Well, Eric. Yeah.
1: Francis oh, always f- find himself laughing, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, laughing.
2: Turns, he laughs, and then it turns into crying. And then he <laughs> cries.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for having us on. All right. yes. yes. Go, Flames,
3: go. Hell, yeah. If you guys like this, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. No and I are going to be doing this a lot more often, and hopefully we can get Mike and Jordan on here again. So, yeah, if you guys want to see this collab, this was actually something a lot of people wanted to see when i posted it in the comments everyone on our instagram was like oh my god let's go like i've been waiting for this i'm like you have
0: yeah (laughs)